And hello, everyone. Welcome to another edition of Alpharetta Tech Talk. I'm John Ray, and we're uh, not in our usual spot inside Renaissance Bank on Windward Parkway in Alpharetta, but we're looking forward to getting back there someday soon. In the meantime, if you are a business owner that is tired of the mega bank experience and you're tired of 1-800 numbers and automated um, uh, voices that answer the phone, go to renaissancebank.com, find your local office, some 200 across the South ready to serve you, and they've got real people that answer the phone in those offices. So, and I know this because I deal with them uh, myself, and I've got clients that deal with them. So uh, they have done a tremendous job with some of the economic recovery loan programs that are out there, helping business customers that not weren't even their customers um, at the time and now are. So check them out. I think you'll appreciate the good work of Renaissance Bank if you're in need of a better banking experience. Renaissance Bank, understanding you, member FDIC. And now I want to welcome Jason Perez, and Jason is with Yards. Jason, welcome. Thank you very much, John. Really appreciate the invite and honored to be on. Well, it's great to have you. So tell us a little bit about you and your company. How are you serving folks out there? Yeah, so Jason Perez, I'm CEO, founder of Yards. Uh, We are founded about a little over two and a half years ago, and really the idea started uh, with one of my neighbors that was in the equipment rental industry, and he said, you know, there's a big problem out there trying to find different pieces of equipment from different rental companies, and once you rent it, you got to figure out how to track it, right? And so him and I started doing some some research and customer discovery, which really means we just went out and started talking to contractors, really talking to these guys that are grinding it out day in and day out. And what I found very quickly is, you know, we take some things for granted, <laughs> I guess, in the real world of, you know, booking rental cars or booking hotels, uh, things of that nature. And, you know, that industry has kind of solved it. They've made it easy to do these things. But when you go into the equipment rental industry for construction, if I'm going to rent something, I'm picking up the phone and I'm calling four different places or, you know, I'm sending an email out to five different rental companies. And then I'm trying to combine all that data myself as emails come in throughout the day and making sure that they match and et cetera, et cetera. I mean, it's pretty convoluted. So, we started talking and we just hear, heard pain in our customers' voices. We heard pain in the industry. And so we, we decided let's, let's put some tech around this and see if we can solve it. But most importantly, let's do it in a way that matches the way customers think, the way they behave. And, um, you know, we walked into a lot of offices, saw a lot of whiteboards that people were writing information on. Um, and then erasing and putting new information on and trying to stay updated all the time and really beautiful spreadsheets that people put together, color coordinated. And man, I mean, it's hours and hours and hours of work. And, uh, you know, we really didn't know where we we're going to be when we first started. Um, but what we found very quickly was that if we built something, that made it easy for these contractors to rent with the same companies they rent with already to the same sales reps they deal with already. So we don't change who they do business with, but just allow them to get it done a lot faster. 
that it was going to make people happy. And, uh, and I think that's, you know, what we've become. We've kind of, kind of, kind of become a, a joy generator, right? A happiness generator in the industry here. I love that. Uh, well, yeah, I want to get to, uh, that in a second because you're disrupting, you know, you're disrupting pain. You're not disrupting relationships. That's uh, right. Yeah. So talk, talk more on that and why that's so important, uh, for obvious reasons, but, uh, also because it helps your adaption, right? A hundred percent. I mean, it helps adoption so much. Um, so my background is behavioral science and for me, it's always about, about the behavior of what's going on, um, with the customer and how they do business and matching that exactly, uh, in the way that they do business. And so what, what we found very quickly from dealing with all these different um, contractors was we said, Hey, you're going to, you're going to be able to rent with the companies that you rent with, but then the equipment would show up and they go, well, but my sales rep didn't know about it. Right. And that's the guy that I go to lunch with. That's a guy I've been doing business with for 15 years. You know, relationships are really, really important to us. Um, and, and these are relationships that are, are deep. I mean, they've gone back 15, 20 years in some cases, right? And so it was our first big pivot, actually, as a company. Um, And I think every founder in the tech industry needs to be so intentful in understanding behavior and also so intentful in, in being a better listener than a talker. And so our customers said, we just want to deal with the same people. We want to get things done faster. Mm. We want it to be easier. We want access everywhere we go. We want automation and facilitation, but don't change my relationship. Those are important. Those are sacred. So that's what we did. We went from, hey, you can pick any rental company to, no, load your guy, load your friend, load that guy you've been doing with for 20 years and just rent with him. We, we don't want to change that. We just want to make it easy for you to look at the data. That's all, that's all we're trying to do. Jason, talk a little bit about the construction industry, I guess, more broadly, because as we, before we came on the air, you, you made a comment about how this is an industry that's, um, uh, fairly inefficient in the way it's run generally in a lot of ways. Um, that doesn't mean they're not great people. It just means that the the infrastructure hasn't, hasn't grown up around this industry, right? That's right. So let's start with just focusing, I guess, uh, like you said, the construction industry as a whole. Most people don't know, but um, depending on who you talk to, right, it's top two industries in the entire world. Construction is. I mean, so when you look at an industry that's that is that large, that impacts the world internationally, right? It's everywhere. Um and then you look at how efficient, inefficient it's become. Um, and it's, it's kind of sad in some cases because a lot of these contractors, there's not a lot of margin in what they do. Mm-hmm. And I think some of that inefficiency has just become part of the industry because of the growth, part of the industry because um, there just hasn't been enough technology pushed in the right places. You know, if, if you're an architectural firm, 
you've got you've got building modeling there for energy. You have building information modeling to look at every single pipe before it's built. At this point, you have virtual moder- uh, modeling where you can put on 3D, 4D, you know, goggle type deals and walk through your building before it's built. I mean, on the design side, there is technology out the wazoo, right? I mean, it's it's immense. But then you start getting to the guys that do the work, right? Where, where I grew up, I was a laborer in, in college. I was digging holes, pouring concrete, building walls, knocking down walls. I mean, using a hammer uh, and shovel just about every day. Um, and then I got into, you know, become an assistant superintendent, superintendent, and then later, you know, got on the project management side, which some people would say is the dark side of, you know, uh, of construction. But the reality is I started in the dirt. My dad was an electrician. My brother was an electrician. You know, I come from a pedigree of, of construction, but of the worker side. And there just isn't that much innovation on that side to make people's life easy. And I include those people that that are going out trying to rent equipment and get the dirt and push it or get lifts so that they can, you know, go and unload uh, material or whatever it might be. And so that if inefficiency really stems from us not focusing on on the guys that have been, you know, doing doing a lot of the work, right? And so it really was an opportunity to to create a tool. What we like to say is we're giving people's lives back. We're, we're giving them a peace of mind when they go home. You know, um, one of my favorite stories to tell is, is a gentleman by the name of Glenn. Uh, he was over at Benice Dowling. And uh, it was six months before his retirement when we walked in to talk about yards. And he ended up signing up for yards. And six months later, when he retired, he called me up and said, I want you here on my last day of work so I can say bye to you. And thank you because you've made the last six months of my working life so easy. Wow. I've had so much time back. I've had so much peace and so much time to focus on barbecue and everything else that he wants to do once he retires. You know, sure. I mean, those are the stories that matter to us. It's great to build a cool tool um, and talk tech. But the reality is it's the impact on the lives that we're doing that really, really fuel us as a company. Wow. What a story. Uh, that, that, that gives me chills. Uh, what a great story, Jason, uh, folks, as we, uh, are here chatting with Jason Perez and he is the, uh, CEO of yards. Now you talk about bringing joy to existing business relationships, making that it easier for existing folks to do business with each other. I would think you bring some joy to some balance sheets along the way, because, um, in an industry where folks are operating on thin margins in a, in that is capital intensive, you make it a lot easier to allocate for contractors to allocate their capital, right? Did I miss something there? No, no, you're hundred percent right. So even though we focused on the rental industry initially, the reality is we provide, um, the same opportunity on the owned asset side. Right. And, you know, what we've created is better utilization, not just on the own, but, but the rented as well. So the way that our platform works, our tool is that it allows the contractor to load all their own assets that they have. And as they're deploying it from project to project, they're getting automated summaries to their team 
hey, here's all the rented assets, right? All the equipment, all the tools, here's everything you have on a project. And so a lot of our customers on a weekly basis now are going, hey, project manager, foreman, superintendent, whoever it is, I want you to review this list on a weekly basis, right? In addition to that, um, they've got everything that's rented on there. And and when they rent something um, and it's facilitated to do the system, those dates get set up in the system and allocated to that project. And so everybody on that project on that last day of rental is going to get an alert so they don't forget about equipment. And here's one mm-hmm. thing. I mean, I'm not the only one that drives around town. I'm sure everybody else that's listening on the radio is driving around town and seeing a lift or some piece of equipment just sitting in the same place for a month, two months, three months, maybe even half a year. Mm-hmm. But they see it on the side of the road and they're going, gosh, how can they leave that piece of equipment there and still make money, right? But again, there's there's some inefficiencies that we need to get better at. But part of that's because they didn't have the tools to create efficiency. And so now on that Monday, when everybody gets that email and they look at what's on the list, they go, you know what? I don't need this piece of equipment anymore. Whether it's rented or owned, they're calling off equipment early that's rented and going, hey, let's get rid of it so that you know, it's not just sitting there unutilizing us paying on it, but just as important, they're going, let's send that piece of equipment back to the office so that another project can use that equipment that we own. Mm. And so, yeah, I mean, what we're seeing right now, and this is a direct survey to our customers, is a 10 to 30% savings uh, in rented and owned equipment costs, right? I mean, that's that's a big savings. Um and on the other side, it's, you know, roughly 80% savings in time. So that means, you know, people are getting four times the amount of work done in one day. You know, what used to take them eight hours is taking them two hours because of the yards. Yeah, and it's not that the rest of us aren't busy. We're all busy. But this is an industry where uh, removing that time issue is really important because they're geographically challenged too. <laughs> I mean, these are folks that are kind of all over the place, right? And so it really compounds the problem if it takes a whole lot more time to get this problem solved. Well, yeah, that that's another component of it. When you have a whiteboard, you know, you're not throwing that whiteboard in the back of your truck to drive over to the job site. <laughs> right. You know, right. when you can get on your laptop, on your tablet or on your cell phone and just see everything on that project right there, um, or, you know, we have a maintenance component uh, on our platform as well for the owned assets where you can look and go, hey, I'm headed to this project. Let's see what else needs to be maintained on that project. Um, you can filter that data and immediately see everything that's coming up for maintenance on on that project. Or, you know, we, we're completely agnostic to telematics and GPS and IoT. I mean, there's so many companies out there offering these services, we said, well, we don't need to create our own tech around IoT. We're just going to be agnostic to, to any IoT that's out there. If you want us to connect to, you know, Caterpillar's OEM or Komatsu's OEM or, you know, a company like ZTR or Tracking, it doesn't matter. We'll connect to them and API to their system. And now you have everybody's data kind of coming in to make it easy instead of logging into four or five different portals to see your rentals or four or five different portals to see your owned assets. Um, now it's all in one place, right? We make it easy to retrieve, easy to filter, easy to sort. We just make it easy. And you work with, uh, smaller contractors all the way up to, you know, major integrated companies that have their own, 
uh, equipment rental divisions internally, correct? Yeah, that's correct. So on the, on the smaller side, you know, there's companies that maybe own about 20 assets and maybe rent two, three times a month. But what they use on our side is the ability when they send out a quote, just to be able to see it in one place and, and just the savings that they get from looking at those quotes immediately. And it had only taken 15 seconds worth of effort, um, pays for the software for them, you know, month over month. Um, in regards to the bigger guys, I mean, we have people like Brassfield and Gorey that, that own, you know, thousands of assets and, um, you know, we've come together with them and they've been a tremendous client and, and a tremendous innovator in the industry. You know, they are so forward thinking and uh, they looked at our tech and they said, you know what, integrate our ERP for all our rental and then come together and aggregate everybody else's uh, data into our system. And so we've done that for them. And, you know, what used to be manual spreadsheets every single week now is just automated for them. So, I mean, we're, we're saving massive amount of time for their team. And more importantly, culturally, it has shifted them, you know, from, you can imagine coming into work and having to do manual spreadsheets. And now you don't, and you just have this tool that solves all your problems. I mean, culturally, that's a really big deal for them. Um, and that just goes to show how outstanding, a company like Brassfield and Gorey is, you know, one that really cares about, about their employees, one that cares about, um, about where they're going in the future and has really just set uh, a name of, of quality, integrity, and, and innovation in the industry. Jason, I'd love it uh, if we can switch gears here for just a second and talk a little bit about your journey. I mean, you talked about how you had, you kind of grew up, uh, in the construction industry and how, uh, you came up with the idea for this, uh, but talk about your challenges along the way and what that's looked, uh, how you've navigated those challenges. <laughs> well, yeah, I think everybody's had challenges for the last seven months, uh, oh, in come trying on. To navigate <laughs> the, the new, the new environment for us. Right. And, right. and what that looks like. Um, you know, whenever you find, whenever you're a founder uh, and you're starting early, there's there's just an expectation that you're going to have challenges. And then you look at, hey, I'm not going into a competitive environment. I'm kind of going into an environment that um, I'm educating. Right? I'm I'm talking about a tool that's never existed before. Um, that comes even with its own challenges, right? So you have challenges of starting a company, you have challenges of going into an environment that's competitive, and then you have a challenge of going, hey, we're gonna we're gonna pave the way for the for a new way of of thinking, right? And we're gonna pave the way for for an industry. And and we might be small now, but the reality is the concept, the vision, the behaviors are cumulative. And it doesn't take long for us to continue to grow and um, compound those. You know, I think some of the, the challenges that we had early on really was um, it was an identity challenge. I think we came into the industry and people thought, oh, these guys are building Expedia for rentals. And it's like, no, 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 that's, that's not what we're doing. You know, we're, we're not trying to take 
people away from relationships. We're trying to facilitate the existing relationships. That was probably the first, you know, major challenge for us. And, and talking to these major rental industries, I mean, r- rental companies that do 10 billion a year and telling them, guys, like we're just making it easier for people. We're, we're not taking them away from you. Our goal is very simple. It's like a project management tool. You know, people use CRMs to manage their, you know, potential customer relationships, right? Mm-hmm. Um, what we say is we're a rental relationship manager, right? We, fit, we make those relationships stronger. I mean, that's what a CRM does. It makes your relationship stronger, allows you to track it, allows you to stay on top of them, it allows you to communicate effectively and consistently. And that's what we do for the rental industry. We, we create these relationships that are stronger. We help them facilitate. We help them to be consistent. Um, there are a lot of rental companies that through Yards now go, hey, I'm, I'm getting a look at these things, you know, at these opportunities more frequently than I ever did before. Because in the old days, my customer had to make five phone calls. And by the second, they might have been already, you know, exhausted or too stressed. And, and now it takes 15 seconds and I see the deal every single time. I see an opportunity every single time. And so, you know, that was a that was a challenge and it was a shift. And I think rental companies are getting it now. I think, you know, I, I won't name any by name right now, but there are several that are looking at us and going, wow, this is where we want to be. We want to be with Yards and we want to be facilitating these relationships. We want to be leveraging Yards because we believe that that's where the, the industry is going to be going. Um, so, you know, and then, and then obviously there's, there's this pandemic that really slowed things down for a couple months for everybody. Um, but we have such a fantastic advisory board and we have fantastic people over here at Tech Alpharetta. You know, Dale Sizemore is phenomenal. He just, he just bleeds to help everybody. Um, and so, you know, when we had these conversations about where we were at the, at the starting of this and things were shutting down, each one of them, each one of our advisors said, hey, it's OK. You, you don't focus on sales right now. You know, people don't want to get a sales call. You know, what, what they want is for somebody to just call and say, hey, existing customer, we're here for you. And just understand if there's something we can do in our tech to make your job easier right now, we're going to do it. And no charge. You know, if there's a small customization we can do for you, we're going to customize it for you. We're just going to do anything we can to make your life easier. And I think our customers heard that. I think they felt that. I think they understood that we're we're a different culture than what they've seen in the tech world before. You know, we have such a personal touch. And I like I like to say that we have old school values with new school tech, you know, and that's who we are. Yeah, I was going to get to that. So thank you for um, those last comments there, particularly. But I wanted to ask you about your company culture and what, because I know that's a piece of what you've done, Jason, that you're particularly proud of. So talk more on that. Yeah, so I'll never, you hear people that say customer first, and then other people say, well, you got to put your employees first, because then they'll put the customer first and all. So I try not to talk too much about, you know, Who's supposed to be first? I think people, you know, I think if you put people first, if you actually listen to, to them, to their words, to their feelings, to, to what they're trying to accomplish. Right. And, and you're there for them when it matters, 
you know, that when you make a mistake, you're willing to fess up to it, right? Things like integrity, honesty um, are really important to us as a company. And I'll dare to even use the word love. You know, we do have a love-centered company. You know, we we love on our customers. We love um, on, and, and I say customers, but I include the rental companies as well. You know, we want to treat everybody fairly and, and we want to be excellent. I mean, that's written on our wall. Excellence is, is uncompromised for us and we're all striving for it. And so um, that's a culture that I think we've built. I hope that as we grow, um, we never lose sight of that. I hope it never dilutes. I hope that we continue with the, with the same strength, you know, as we started. So you mentioned one customer success story that, um, was awesome. <laughs> so yeah. I would love it if, if that one was so good. I know you've got maybe one or two others you would like to share. Yeah. You know, one of my favorite stories, and I've, I've shared this before. Um, so we had just started, I mean, we were just starting to sell and um, I think it was like our second sales call ever. And we walk in and we find out, you know, it's this company, Ronnie D Jones, down in Noonan, very well respected, tremendous integrity as well. I mean, just really solid, good people. Um, and so I kind of get prepped for this meeting from my my co-founder, and he's like, these guys are really important, all this stuff. And I'm thinking, okay, well, we, we can't mess this up. So we walk in, we're pitching to him. And when right before we walked in, I, I told my, my co-founder, hey, we're going to give them this uh, for, for one month for free, or maybe even two months for free. Uh, and, and we're just going to get them on, on the system any way that we need to. Uh, so we, we do the whole pitch and there's a gentleman, Joe Webb there straight face the entire time and asked a couple tough questions. I mean, he was, he seemed, he seemed at first really hard nosed. And so we get to the end and I said, and something's even better. And he goes, what, are you going to give it to us for free? And he completely just took my big one-liner, right? Like the big, we're doing this. And it's like, well, now he expects it for free without me even saying anything. So I got to one-up this, right? I'm doing all this calculation in my brain within one second of time. And I go, yeah, but we're going to give it to you for free for six months. Wow. And right when I said that, I thought, oh, my gosh, you're an idiot, right? Your advisors even told you go out and sell this and see if you can sell it, you yeah. know, sell it for money, not just give it away. Sure. So we leave that meeting and I'm just kind of kicking myself and I call my advisor and I'm kicking myself and they're trying to be positive about it, you know? And uh, sure enough, two weeks later, I get an email from Joe Webb and he says, you know what? We're going to pay for the whole year up front because we think that in six months from now, the price is going to be double, triple, maybe even quadruple. We have saved $20,000 just in the first two weeks of using the, the tool that we just want to pay for the full year up front and be grandfathered in. And I mean, this is somebody that we gave six months free. 
Wow. So I wrote an email and I said, look, we'll still honor the same price in six months. He goes, no, let's just do this. I mean, you guys have clearly worked hard and made this tool. And that's, you know, these are the type of customers. I don't know if we're just blessed to have awesome customers, but these are the customers that we end up with. People that just are sincere and just have a tremendous amount of integrity and, 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 you know, understand, um, understand good business and understand good companies. You know, Ellie Schwartz, tremendous company, so well-respected, 110 years old. Uh, we went down there and I mean, just so courteous and, and, and so intelligent as a company. Uh, and it just took us going down one time and talking through and they're like, yeah, we understand it. Let's do it. You know? And, and to be honest, I think it was like within the first, no, it was the first four weeks we had something go wrong with the program. And they said, Hey, we love this program still. It's okay. Something went wrong. It's okay. And since then, obviously, you know, it's been a, almost a year now. We, we've grown and matured as a company and we don't have, you know, some of the small bugs and things that we had early on uh, when we were really a, a beta product. Um, and now we're truly an enterprise product dealing with customers like Brassville and Gory. But, you know, when you deal with customers like that, like Ellie Schwartz and Ronnie D. Jones, Benice Dowling and, and Art Plumbing, I mean, my goodness, what a fantastic group there. I mean, these, these are just great people, you know, and, and we're really lucky to be involved in this industry. Yeah. You know, as you were talking, one thing occurred to me you know, that I'm curious about is it seems like what we're talking about is, is an industry that, where their vendors are really important to them and they treat them better than some other industries treat their vendors. Um, and I would imagine you get, I guess I'm asking if that's true, if you see that as true. And then I would think you get a lot of word of mouth that may, that, that is a benefit to you that maybe other companies don't enjoy. Yeah, I, I think we, I think we do. I think we do benefit from that. Um, and it's, you know, I'd love to say it's because we're so good, but I think our customers are so good. You know, I think they have phenomenal cultures. And again, we, we try to mirror um, how good they are, mm. you know, and we try to treat them good and, and, you know, they're, they're nice enough to, to talk to other people about their experience and, and there's one thing, you know, I think the word's genuine, right? Like they, they feel that we genuinely care about their company. You know, we're not just trying to sell them a product. We're, we're trying to, we're trying to offer a tool that helps them. And at any point, if it didn't help them, I would never want any of them to be using it, you know, cause, cause we want what's best for our customers. We want what's best for the industry. And we do think that what we're doing, it's not about disrupting an industry. It's about creating efficiencies in an industry. We think that the, the rental companies and some of them, again, have already identified this. They're seeing efficiencies through our system. They're going, man, we're, we're getting to more sales calls because we got one person kind of doing orders through yards and our sales guy, instead of taking orders, he's going out and having more lunches. He's going out and seeing more customers. And so we really do, you know, feel blessed to be in at the middle of, you know, this convergence of efficiency for contractors and for rental companies. 
Awesome work here with uh, uh, Jason Perez of Yards. Uh, Jason, this has been great, and it's been a pleasure hearing your story and the, and the success that you've had and uh, bringing joy to relationships. So I love that. Uh, but uh, we want to get to the important uh, question, which is for those that have heard something here that makes them want to get in touch and uh, maybe do business with you, uh, tell them how they can do that. Well, thank you for the opportunity. Yeah, I, I would love to say that. So um, I'm Jason Perez, again, CEO, founder of the company. Uh, my direct email goes straight to me is Jason, J-A-S-O-N, at Yards, that's Y-A-R-D-Z.com. And so please send me an email. I'll, I'll reply. Um, I, I'd love to talk to existing customers, new customers, or even people in the industry. You know, we're, we're trying to be we're always trying to be entrenched in, uh, in what's going on out there. So feel free to reach out. Awesome. Jason Perez with Yards. Thanks so much for being with us. Thank you, John. Appreciate it. Folks, just a uh, quick reminder that if you have got administrative tasks in your business, uh, maybe some bookkeeping issues, uh, maybe you need some marketing help for your business, and you need some outsourced work that you're tired of dealing with those things because you need to work on your business, not on these other details. Well, I've got an answer that involves picking up the phone and calling S.E. Escobedo over at Office Angels. She's been around 20 years, virtually all that time, so she knows how to work in a pandemic with all her team of angels, and you call her up, and explain what your problem is, and she picks the best angel, and they fly in, get the job done, and fly out, and they work on an ongoing or as-needed basis. Um, She's terrific. I know that personally. Uh, So call her at 770-442-9246. Tell her I sent you. Or go to officeangels.us and find out the complete uh, panoply of services that uh, she and her team are able to help you with. Uh, And just another quick reminder, folks, that if you like this show, we would love it if you would find us on your favorite podcast app, rate us, and give us a good rating. And it's because it's not about me. It's about our guest because we make it about our guest, and we want them to get the attention, and we want people that need their services to find them. So that if you're able to do that for us, that – will help out that whole process, and we would appreciate it. Alpharetta Tech Talk is the search term on all the major podcast apps. Uh, you can also follow uh, North Fulton Business Radio X, our studio, on Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn. We're North Fulton BRX on all three of those platforms. So for my guest, Jason Perez, I'm John Ray. Join us next time here on Alpharetta Tech Talk.